This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, Farbad Estashari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Blue Wire and Bet Online, your online wagering solution. So we have a special episode for everybody today. We have the actor and comedian Paul Shear coming on the show in just a little bit. You may know him from shows like The League or Black Monday or Parks and Rec. Um Justin and I are going to play some fun games with him, like start, bench, cut. What else do we have going for him? We have word association. We also kind of quiz him a little bit about his hometown and see if he can name anyone uh, noteworthy and notable from that area. But before that gets started, we got to talk about some of the news that came in, and that is Lou Williams. Sweet Lou just gave us a whole plethora of stuff to talk about today. Yeah, it's kind of uh, funny. So on Saturday, I did a video about Lou Williams and how great he's been as a catch-and-shoot guy. Well, on Friday, Lou Williams did an interview with Roz Gold on Wooday and talked about a variety of subjects. And one of them that caught the eye of everyone is that he said he wants to be with the Los Angeles Clippers for the rest of his career. Yeah, he straight up said he doesn't want to play for any other team and he just wants to remain a Clipper. And to be honest, he's been giving the team, especially right now, he gave him such a good contract. It would have to be a really dirty move to kind of trade him because it seems like he's willing to cooperate with whatever contract is necessary to stay on the team. Yeah, so here's the direct quote. So he said, quote, listen, all teams out there, I'm not playing for anybody else after this. To give some idea of why that could be Lou Williams is 33 years old. He signed through next season with the Los Angeles Clippers. That's the 2020, 2021 season. Uh, he'll be making $8 million a year for that season. Then he's a free agent. So at the time he's a free agent, he'll be 34 years old going into his year 35 season. So he, and I believe by then he'll almost have like 20 years in the league. Like he'll be at like 16, 17 seasons in the league by then. So, you know, who knows how much more tread is on the tires, but that also bodes well for Clipper fans and the Los Angeles Clippers who love Lou Williams and all the things he can do offensively on the floor. And, you know, like, look, at the end of the day, if you ask me the, a very simple question, do you want Lou Williams on your team? Yes or no? My answer would be yes. Yeah, I mean, 
I remember back in the day, and this is weird, but I just remember there was a Donald Sterling quote where he said, he hopes he never trades Jamal Crawford. And it's just interesting because the Clippers just keep getting blessed with these like six men of the year that are the most entertaining players to watch. Yeah, you know, Lou credited Doc Rivers for everything that's happened. He said, quote, Doc and the rest of the guys rejuvenated me again and gave me the confidence that I needed to move forward in my career. I've had the best years of my career with the Clippers. And he's not wrong. Like you look at his numbers with the Clippers, career high, 22.6 points per game in 2017-18. Last season, he dropped 20 points a game. This season, he's hovering around 19, but averaging a career high 5.7 assists per game. Like everything, like he's a 36% three-point shooter with the Clippers. This is a guy who... You know, dollars to donuts, like when the chips when the chips are on the line, like he's there and he helps deliver. You know, you can't forget the performance he had in game two on the road against Golden State coming back from 31 down. He delivered another fantastic 30 and 10 game on the road in game five to, you know, save the Clippers for one more game, which to be honest, that game gave Ralph Lawler one final call. And that was the last call of Ralph Lawler's career game six at home. So I'll always thank Lou Williams and the guys for that. And look. Lou is a guy that Clipper fans love because he competes every night. He's he he's flashy. He does flashy stuff, so it's easy to root for him. And he and he's just a baller. Like you know, like he he just goes out there and he hoops, and he loves to hoop, and you can root for that. You know, he said some other interesting things with Rodswin, where he had mentioned he kind of wishes he was going to have co six men of the year with Montrez. He really thought that was going to happen, and he also you know, touched on Montrez because the big question is, and which is what I just wrote a piece about is where is he going to go after this season? Because that guy is going to get paid. You don't, you don't average 18 points a game off the bench and not get paid. And Lou respected, you know, the idea of Trez needs to get paid, needs to make a decision, but he said, he's very confident this team is going to stick together money. So like, this is the thing, like the whole salary cap is obviously like the biggest deal, you know, and you would like to believe that people are going to be kept like this group can be kept together and build a championship camaraderie and just, you know, build, 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 win a couple titles. Yay. But in the era of the salary cap, you never know. And Montrez Harrell's a free agent at the end of the season. Marcus Morris Sr. is a free agent at the end of the season. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen with Jermichael Green. He can be a free agent at the end of the season. Reggie Jackson's going to be a free agent. You know, s- stuff like that. But the core which Lou Williams is a part of, and so is Montrezl Harrell, you would like to see them kept together. And it's weird because then when you think about it, like if the season in a doomsday scenario, which is funny because we're kind of in like a doomsday scenario, but if the season gets canceled, right? Like it's such a bizarre thing because it's like if those guys break up, like I feel like they would always be thinking about the fact that they didn't even get a chance to win when they knew they could have win. I feel like that would eat alive at somebody like Trez. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know what it is? It's it's the age-old question for humans, which is, what if? That's what it is. Because, you know, a lot of times when teams break up that are good, they lost. And it's, you understand, like, we, we ain't doing nothing, we ain't going nowhere. But this is such a weird, bizarre type of situation where it's like, I can't leave. I still want to give it a shot. Yeah. You know, it's tough, man, because you never want to run into a situation, obviously, that's going on with the NBA right now. But, you know, maybe it gives the team a couple more weeks to decide if like, hey, 
yeah, we should probably keep Montrose Harrell or, you know, stuff like, like it gives you a couple more weeks to mull things over, at least in, in regards to free agency, you know? And honestly, I think my favorite thing I heard Lou say in that whole interview was he had mentioned that Kawhi was actually one of the most talkative people in the group chat that the Clippers have. And that he thinks Kawhi is trolling a little bit when it comes to being a quiet guy. And I kind of find that true because I've personally, and I'm not going to divulge too many details, but I've personally seen Kawhi Leonard be self-aware of how quiet he is to the point where I think he knows he's trolling everybody. So what you're basically saying is because he became self-aware, he's Skynet? Basically, he's yeah, he's the Terminator and he's self-aware and he's trolling everybody. And it's and it's funny because there's been moments where Lou will say, oh yeah, we were all teasing Kawhi about this. And then we'll interview Kawhi at the podium and be like, oh, Lou mentioned that you know everybody was teasing you about this. Like, what did they say? He's like, I didn't know they were teasing me. And then he just pleads the fifth every time. Every time he pleads the fit. So he's, he's, there's definitely a different guy there than what the fans and the media see than what the players see. I think there's, there's three sides to every player. There is, or maybe even four. There is the side that you see on the podium. There is the side when it's just in the, just with the media in the locker room. And then there's the side when all the media is out and it's players only. And the moment I realized that, it was it was so weird. I remember years ago, they asked one of our players who the biggest bully in the locker room is. And someone said Avery Bradley. And I was like, what? Like, Avery Bradley is the biggest bully in the locker room? Like, that's not something I ever see on the podium with a camera or off camera. So clearly, that's like an instance of a guy who's a different person when everyone's out of the room. Avery Bradley sure is a bully. He bullied me during his Clippers tenure. That's all I know. <laughs> he's a he's a nice guy to me, so I can't say anything. Oh, man, um, real t- okay, real quick. Uh, Lou Williams going into free agency after next season, and I don't want to. I'm not going to ask you for a number. Like, how much would you pay per season for him? How many years would you give him on a deal? He'll he'll be going into his age 35 season at that point. How many years would you give him? Two? So he said he only has four good years left. So I would give him a two to three year deal. You know, so basically what they gave him this last time, which was two plus one. Yeah, I would give him a two plus one. I, 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 I agree with that. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Our special interview with Paul Shear is coming right up after this ad read. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, folks, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Las Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and yes, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest from Coney Island. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, Blue Wire, Bet Online, your online wagering solution. 
All right, everybody, we're here with our guest, the phenomenal, the fantastic Paul Shear. How are you guys? I'm very excited to be here, still in quarantine, still hoping for some semblance of a basketball season. And if it won't happen, I'm going to keep it alive on NBA 2K20. That's that's basically where I'm at. Are you as uh, competitive as Patrick Beverly on 2K20? Oh my gosh. That, by the way, should be its own television show. He should have just won on energy. Uh, like, come on. Like, we don't need to see Brooker there in the finals. Like, uh, like, uh, like I feel like, like I feel like he was he was more entertaining. The thing got immensely less entertaining after he was out. Thank God it was only one more game. I've never seen someone care so much about two K and they're like an actual basketball player playing a game that's not as good as the real game, and he gave more of a crap about it than anyone I've ever seen. When he walked out of the room, it was like I felt that. Like I felt that like, you know, in the sense that like, yeah, like he took it seriously. And I'm excited that he did. You know, like we should take that seriously. Like, um, but I feel like this is what's going on. I mean, I talked to a lot of friends that uh, are around the Clippers, and you know, in the locker room, like 2K is a big deal. I think it. Like, look, very rarely I'm an actor. I get to do a lot of stuff. If there is a game where I could be, I could play myself. Like, hell yeah, I'd get on that all the time. I know Paul George is like a big 2K guy. Like when he had a shoe release, he like. You could sit around him while he played 2K. Like my friend Payman Benz sat next to him. There's a picture of him on a couch watching Paul George play 2K, which is hilarious. But I also just love how their minds work. You see that they're playing that game on a whole different level. They're playing, they're calling way different plays and they understand all the teams and the logistics of those teams. It's kind of great. Yeah, when Montrez was playing against, uh, oh God, who did he lose to in the semis? I already forgot. He was not um, for the Suns, right? Uh, God, oh, right? Booker. No, 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 he no, lost to Booker. Booker. Yeah. So when he lost to Devin Booker, he actually talked about how the computer on 2K ran an actual NBA play incorrectly. Like he actually called out what kind of play it was. And it was like, man, like you're not getting that from 2K players. You're pretty much only to get that from either NBA coaches or players themselves. I love that. I totally. Yeah, I, I like. And as someone who just really fell into that wormhole more this year than ever on 2K just because of this uh it, it's been really yeah i just been enjoying watching I, I love that kind of analysis to it because i think it is built as a video game first and then you see these guys like basically calling out how much the engine kind of stinks about it too like they're like the lag time and everything all the complaints that everybody else has they were able to vocalize uh, on espn and uh speaking of games we got a couple for you to play Very um cool. one of the first ones we want to try out is word association okay sure so Justin and i are going to throw a couple players names at you and we want to hear what your thoughts are. So I'm just going to go first with Kawhi. You know, I obviously love Kawhi, and I'm so excited that he's a Clipper. You know, I think the thing that's interesting about him that makes him a tricky player is his lack of personality is his personality. Like, I don't believe that he doesn't have a personality. Like, I've heard, you know, like, he texts the most on the Clippers text chain. Like, I think he is a leader. I think he is a, a voice. I think he's active on the floor. but you know, it's really interesting to be the centerpiece of the team, but not somebody who is a mouth. And I've never really experienced that before as a fan of a team. Like, you know, you always have your your centerpiece are the most vocal members. And uh, so there's something like sometimes frustrating because you want him to like kind of talk smack or you want him to, you know, mix it up and just be excited about what he's done or the win. And it's so low key. And now I think I've come around to that. 
and really embraced it. So, you know, like when they did beat the Lakers for the second time, he's like, it's just another road game. I love stuff like that. But I also sometimes get frustrated too, because I feel like he's overlooked because he doesn't have, he doesn't take the spotlight in many respects. So I feel like that's like, I think that sometimes in these bigger conversations, he's undervalued because he's not a big mouth. So if you had one word to describe Kawhi, what would you say? Understated. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. We're going to throw it back a little bit. Blake Griffin. I love Blake. Now, yeah. now the, re- the reason I'm bringing him up is because I know he's basically been your favorite Clipper. Well, Blake brought me into the Clippers. Like, like to me, like that's when I became like a Clippers fan. Like I liked watching the Clippers before. Then I became like a Clippers fan. I just like Blake. I like his energy. I think he seems – well, I mean, look, I've performed with him. I've done improv with him. Uh, I've like met with him at his company. You know, he has a really cool company with uh, uh, Ryan Khalil. Um, I think he's, I think that he is unfortunately never got the due that he really deserved. I think that's because of injuries and things like that. Uh, like I felt like he was on target to be like the next, like kind of big, big player. And I just feel like he never really got there, but his personality is amazing. He's a a wonderful dunker, uh, you know, and I just, I'm just a fan. I'll always be a fan of Blake. Uh, You know, I I still, you know, I totally understand why he's pissed at the Clippers. I think they did him wrong, but I understand why they did him wrong. But um, yeah, I just think he's a guy who, uh, you know, in a certain respect, doesn't get that much respect. I think he can't catch a break a little bit. You know, I think he, he had uh, a couple of really good years and uh, you know, I'm just, I, every time he gets injured, I just, am, I'm just super bummed for him because I think he's got so much or he had, you know, he still has uh, a lot of career left if he, uh, if he was uninjured. Can we, uh, what do you say if we try to do a, a rapid fire version, each name, one to two words, bang, bang, bang. What do you say? I was doing it wrong. I'll do it all one to no, no, two. We can do it both ways. I like the long answer because fans want that sincerity, but now we're going to give them the rapid fire mode. All right, you got it. All right. Ready? Paul George. Uh, okay. God, this is hard. Man, see, this, is, see, this is why we can't put people on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like distill a whole personality. I would say cool. Patrick Beverly. Uh, I would say uh, heart and muscle. Oh, that's good. All right, all right. Um, Zubats. Uh, Zubats, I would say um, grit and grind. I like that. I think, I think you like that answer. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, not a player, but Steve Ballmer. Oh, man, passion. I like that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of left curve. I'm going to LeBron James. LeBron James, I mean – MVP, right? I can't, I can't, I can't throw shade in LeBron. Like he is, he is LeBron. I'm not psyched uh, that you know. I'm not like I'm not gonna. Yeah, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Montrezl Harrell. Oh man, uh, like uh, dominant. All right, final, final one. Uh, Lou Williams. Uh, clutch. That's good. He he is clutch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into start, bench, cut. There's three players that we're going to give you. You have to start one of them. You have to bench one of them. And you have to, unfortunately, cut one of them. I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to I'm going to make it Clippers point guards. And it's going to be Chris Paul, Patrick Beverly, and Norm Nixon. <laughs> oh, man, I love Norm Nixon. Well, we're talking about Norm Nixon at his his uh, height, right? I mean, like, yes. I mean, he comes over from 
we came over from the Lakers, right? And he was kind of a mess, like on like calling drugs and stuff. Uh, but then he came good. Um, all right, I think you'd have to start Chris Paul. I think you'd have to bench uh, Beverly, and I, I I think you're gonna cut Norm. That's that's what I would say, uh, depending on the team. But that I, if I'm just going real, you know, if, I, if I'm, I'm looking at it like that, I have to go that way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in real hot. Um, Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis. Oh wow! <laughs> Again, it's like who are they playing against? All right, hmm. You know what? I gotta I gotta. Uh, them today not in their prime or anything like them today if you had to start bench cut them today all right i have to start uh man man all right well i'm gonna consider this playoffs time so i'm gonna start Kawhi. i'm gonna uh i'm gonna bench lebron and then uh then uh who sorry who's uh, it was uh it was uh yannick Yannick, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna cut him paul george landry shamit and jj reddick okay bench reddick cut shamit and start Paul George. Uh, I just feel like that makes sense to me. I was just seeing which way you were going to go because Shamit's on the team right now. <laughs> I know why. And I love Shamit. I do, but they have to kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make, um, you know, look, and look, LeBron and Kawhi was a tough one for me. I just feel like playoff Kawhi and going, going in playoffs, I'm putting playoff Kawhi above LeBron. I think that playoff Kawhi above LeBron always. I would bet on that 100%. Oh, that is definitely the highlight clip right there. I have another one actually Mm. A really tough one Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki Tim Duncan Oh man, that's really interesting (laughs) Man, oh wow You really got me thinking Because I've been playing Garnett all the time In NBA 2K So I I have a real uh, Okay I'm going to Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna bench Dirk. I'm gonna play Garnett, and who's the third? I'm sorry, Tim Duncan. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut Tim Duncan. You can't Ooh. cut Tim Duncan. I know, I know, I know. But you know, because my gut would be like, I guess my gut in the real world would be Tim Duncan would be the one I would play, and I would cut Garnett. But I just have been enjoying after uncut gems and having him like I'm running him on my NBA 2K right now. Running up some uh, special stars, I'm giving him some extra. I'm giving him some extra love. I I feel a camaraderie to him. But no, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, if I wasn't right there, I mean, look, he did like. I mean, Tim Duncan is like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so you know what? I'm changing it. Tim Duncan, <laughs> Barnett, cut Dirk. That's what I've I'm, I'm gonna go assume these guys are all in their prime. So six men. It's gonna be Manu Ginobili, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. Oh, well, I think that Lou Williams, you got to go Lou Williams as the start guy. Uh, I would, uh, no, okay. Uh, I would bench Ginobili and then, uh, and then I would, uh, and I would cut Jamal Crawford. Is that right? What do you think your basketball nickname would be? Um, my basketball nickname would be, uh, let's see, shorts. Because I'd wear long, I'd wear long shorts. What like early two thousands long shorts? Maybe I would wear. Maybe my name would be Longs because my shorts were so long. He's got the TJ. He's got the TJ Ford shorts. Yeah. All right. So you're originally from Huntington, New York. Um, can you name any like notable people from there, just off the top of your head? Because I'm looking at a list and I want to see how many you can possibly name. You know, it's interesting because I feel like you know I went to St. Anthony's High School. Uh, I don't know 
many people that have come out of uh, of my of my place. Of course, Walt Whitman uh, was from uh, not from Huntington, but I mean, not from. Uh, well, I mean, he is from Huntington. He has the Walt Whitman Mall is there. I know that's there. So I would say Walt Whitman is is a, uh, a famous person. Um, gosh, I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know that many uh, really famous people besides Walt Whitman. And I don't really know him because of the mall. Uh, do you want to know who went to your high school? Yeah, sure. Kenny Atkinson, the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, you know what? I do know that because a lot of people, I, I, now you say that. Um, and there's also like a coach of the, uh, the yes, the Kenny Atkinson. And there's somebody from like the Rangers that went to like my school. Because people will always like put me in some things on Twitter like, Who's the most famous person at St. Anthony's? Yes, I know Kenny Atkinson. Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry. Uh, hockey player Rob Scuderi was from there. Okay, nice. Not bad. We also had a, right. a football player. Yeah, okay, go ahead. All right, no, but but here's for here's you actually Huntington, New York has a surprising list of well-known people. It's actually kind of crazy. Okay. Jason Alexander. Really? Yes. App- apparently, <laughs> this is what, this is what Wikipedia has told me. All right, I love it. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Mariah Carey, I buy, I buy Mariah Carey. I mean, is Billy Joel kind of from there too? Because Billy Joel's like also has like I feel like he has a lot of Huntington s uh, things. No, yes. All right. So is uh, Fifty Cent. Wow. Okay. So right. is, so is Tobias Harris. Wow, I did not know that. By the way, so Tobias uh, just chiming in a lot on a uh, on a, a, a was it Pat Bev Instagram Live last night? Really just getting in there on him. It was hilarious. Those two used to have so much fun in the locker room. Like, I'll never forget. There, there was one time um, Patrick Beverly was super mad uh, that the Bears had lost. They like choked a field goal. I think I remember in in uh, the playoff. Oh, the double doink. Yes, and Tobias just kept trolling him relentlessly, and he was like, "Pat, you mad? You mad, Pat? You mad?" And then Pat looks at him. And he goes, "Listen, Tobias." I'm not mad. I'm rich as fuck. What do I need to be mad about ever? <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. Uh, Bob Costas is from Huntington, New York. Interesting. was from Huntington as well. I believe Mariah Carey was born in Huntington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she says she was born and raised in Centerport, New York. That's kind of near Huntington. Yeah, graduated from Harbor Fields High School. Don't know what that is. I mean, because I don't know what that is. School. I, I like. I grew up. I mean, I'm all over the place. I like lived in Central Islip, Northport. I went to school in Huntington. Um, you know, so like Long Island, I kind of take pride. I'll, you know, if you name anybody in Long Island, I'll take pride. And my that. dad used to race at Islip. Oh, really? Yeah, back back when they had it. Uh, Charles Lindbergh, apparently from Huntington, New York. Look at this. A lot of people. This is, I did not know this. You guys would have a of a starting five. Yeah. I mean, Ralph Macchio. Wow, the uh, the Karate Kid. Holy shit. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Um, there was someone else I saw on this list, and I, I you already mentioned Walt Whit- Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman, the classic. And who was the someone I just saw? Oh my god. Uh. Oh, Meg Whitman, who ran, who was the CEO of eBay, and yeah, she ran for California. Meg Whitman, the head of Quibi, right now. Oh, that's right. Yes. If you uh, if you had to pick, what would you put as your starting five out of those guys? My starting five out of those, if I can remember them. Well, first you got to put Walt Whitman in the starting five. I mean, that man is a a wonderful poet. And if we're talking about a wonderful poets, you got to put Mariah Carey in there. So that's Walt Whitman and Mariah Carey. You got those two. 
Uh, I mean, I think never underestimate the Karate Kid, so he's going to get in that top five, no problem. Um, let's see, you know, Tobias? I think, you, uh, well, you got to put Tobias in there because he's simply a, a player. Uh, Would you go with Fifty Cent or Billy Joel? Well, that's the question. I mean, look, who's going to back me up stronger? I already got Mariah, so I'm going to take Fifty. Uh, I'm going to take Fifty, and I'm going to take Kenny Atkinson to coach this team. <laughs> this this is good. Oh, I just found out Wally Zerbiak is from there as well. Look at this. Not a bad, not a bad lineup. I mean, that is pretty intense. By the way, if we're gonna go back now, I feel bad that I gave you such long-winded answers on Kawhi and and um and uh and Blake. I'm gonna say for Blake, my one word answer for him is undervalued. I like that. I do think a lot of the fan base and general NBA fans have kind of undervalued his career yes. uh because of everything that happened. He was just too good, too fast. I, I agree with that. He got so good so fast that it kind of undersold how good his career actually was. I totally agree. And I feel like he exists more in this now, this world of like this version of him that is not exactly him. It's a, it, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I really liked him a lot. And I feel like, you know, like, I mean, who knows if he'll even really come back. Because right? aren't they saying that this surgery he has to have is like, it might be the end of his career, right? Like they were talking about that a little bit. I mean, which leaves the Pistons with literally no team. Yeah, they're probably the one team in the NBA with like the least, uh, I guess the least pathway to actual contendership in the next five to 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you think people know you from the most? You know, I was talking to my wife about this. It's weird because I've been very lucky in many respects to have a career that is uh, is very diverse in what I've gotten to do. Uh, so different people know me from different things. Like there are people, be people who are so passionate and be like, oh my God, I used to love you on Best Week Ever. Have you done anything since then? And I'm like, yeah, that was the first thing I ever did. Yes, yes. I, like, And then, you know, then people who only know the league, there are people who've only seen me on 30 Rock. There are people who have, uh, you know, like kids, like love nailed it. You know, uh, there are people who are just, you know, more the Adult Swim fans and they love NTSF and, and Human Giant. Uh, and then, you know, and I feel like right now there's been like this kind of real pickup on Black Monday. So it's, it is, I can kind of make a judgment call on you based on what you've seen me in, kind of. Like that, like I'm like, all right, got it. Like I feel like a lot of, uh, like a lot of um, moms who don't necessarily watch that much TV anymore, uh, like suburban moms, they've a lot more best week ever than anything else. So a lot of like football fans, like they are all about the league and nothing like they don't know anything else. Oh, I forgot about my podcast too. Yeah. People don't know me a lot from how did this get made? So I'm very lucky in the fact that I'm not like, Oh my gosh, you're the guy who said, you know, you know, uh, Control alt save on that CBS sitcom. Like I don't have like a catchphrase or anything like that. So uh, I'm happy for that. But um, yeah, I would. It's a real mix. Um, I would. Yeah. Do you and your wife ever have a debate about who had the best one episode appearance on Parks and Rec? Oh, I mean, my wife hands down. I mean, uh, Jennifer is is amazing. Like I was very excited to be on Parks and Rec. I was very excited to be in The Good Place. Mike Schur, I think, is an absolute genius, and I love his shows. Uh, but Jennifer is just next level. I mean, he kills it. My wife, uh, who is uh, played Brianna on Grace and Frankie, uh, she's also on NTSF with me. She's yeah, Jennifer is like she's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if people know this or not, but both of you are are in the Netflix show with John Mulaney, Big Mouth. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. That's uh, Nick Kroll show, and uh, yeah, we uh, I play um, 
Jason Manzukis on that show is like me and Mark Duplass uh, play his brothers, like his real sadistic, twisted brothers. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so that's always a, a really fun show to do. I do a bunch of like little um, fun animation shows. The show Big City Greens, which is really fun too. So yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Animation is the most fun of the whole thing. If someone recognizes you on the street, like what do they say? Like do they say, "Oh shit, it's Paul Shear from," or do they, or do they just go, "Oh shit, it's Paul Shear." Oh, it's hard. It's like again, because it's it's so kind of varied. Uh, I'll get a lot of like Andre, which is my character from the league. Uh, definitely like that. I get a lot of people low key coming up to me. I'm like, yeah, I love Black Monday. Uh, a lot of people um, for how did this get made? Are we watch this movie Geostorm, and we have this like catchphrase going on all the time where people yell Geostorm at us. So a lot of just people yelling like Geostorm, and then I'll yell Geostorm back. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a real it's a real mix. I mean, the ones that are the hardest are the ones where people come up to me and say, "I know you, but what do I know you from?" And then you have to kind of uh, run down. Center. That's where I have to make a judgment call and kind of figure out what do you know me from. Because again, I'm forgetting right now. A lot of people also know me from Fresh Off the Boat, uh, which is a show that's so popular. So many people. And I was on that show for a couple of years. When you when you mentioned people knowing you from Andre, it reminded me of that time on Twitter. Uh, people were coming at you for defending Patrick Beverly. Oh, yeah. And all these Laker fans kept saying Andre is your name, and then I jumped in to start talking smack back to. <laughs> I, I appreciate you jumping in because I was like, I basically like I will always defend Pat on uh, on IG, and man, there's so many so many Laker fans who just troll these Clippers accounts. I'm like, why are you, why do you care? Like why like you know it's like I'm not on LeBron's page, you know. Um, but man, it is it is a mess in there. It gets messy, yeah. But no, like a lot of people are like, you just know about fantasy football. That's my favorite thing about all this stuff is like you realize that is a, I'm a playing a character on that show. Like I, that's not me, but that's the funniest thing about the internet is that uh, you are just associated with who you are uh, on a show. Like Will Smith had this great quote. He's like, if you ever play, if you ever do a television show, get them to name the character after you, because for the rest of your life, you will be called that name. And it's better for someone to be yelling, Hey, Will, instead of a character's name at you for the rest of your life, which is I, no true things have ever been said. That's I never thought of that. It's a, that's the best advice I think you could get for a TV show. Yeah. Well, didn't that happen on The Office? Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. I mean, look, I think people like, because I mean, look, people, it, it, I have no issue. I mean, I, by the way, I love talking to people. I'm, I make myself accessible. I'm not a dick about it. Uh, but it is like, it sometimes is unnerving when you just hear people like, I mean, going to sporting games is like where it's like, like football games is like really tough to go to football games. Like when we go with, we, the league would go as a, as a group and that would be kind of insane. But uh, yeah, hearing your character's name sometimes is a little bit weird. Cause it's sort of like, it's sort of like, do you think you're meeting the character or do you think you're meeting me? Cause if you're thinking you're meeting the character, you're going to be a little bit let down. <laughs> I mean, speaking of accessibility, we're really happy you decided to jump on Clip and Roll with us. We appreciate all the time you gave. Um, I want to close it up. Dustin, do you have anything left to say? Uh, Paul, it was a blast. I can't appreciate. I can't, almost said I can't appreciate you enough for doing this, which is like a weird way of saying thank you very much. No, I, I appreciate you guys asking me. You know, I'm already getting some of my uh, my start bench and cut decisions, but you know, I'm standing by them in the moment, and uh, that's all I can do. Paul, this was awesome. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You too, sir. Bye-bye.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.